0: Welcome to Two Baptists and That almost Chick, a podcast brought to you by the Butter Churn Girls. I'm Leslie. And I'm Bethany. And I'm Berlin. Join us for candid conversations
1: about organized religion, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how we broke free from it while holding on to our faith in God. In these candid conversations, you can expect to laugh, to relate, occasionally cry, and definitely hear a few cuss words. Be sure to subscribe to the
2: podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform and follow at the butter churn girls on all socials. Now for this week's episode.
0: Hey guys, today we are going to start off with talking about honor and honoring where we came from, what our faith was. Honor is the currency of the kingdom of God. And so we want to talk about uh, some of the good things that we did find in the faith that we were raised up in the faith that we left, because we don't want to be the, this, this podcast space where we're like, we're here to trash everything like there mm-hmm. were good things that came mm-hmm, from right. this like there's good things we learned there's yeah. a lot of things that built who we are today right it all played a role who we are today so mm-hmm. we want to dive into some of the things that were highlighted to us obviously we're not going to hit on everything there were other good things right. but for us like a lot of what we're thinking about through is our childhood which obviously you don't hold on to every single memory you have a limited perspective of it um mm-hmm. so if you're someone who's listening that was from this from one of our communities Bethany you are Amish so they may not be listening I don't know <laughs> They may exactly. never hear this.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I have to represent well, guys. No pressure.
0: Um, and so, like, if you're hearing this and you're like, hey, I was raised in that same space or I was in that same environment. This also happened. Yes, there were more things, but there's obviously things that were highlighted in each of us. So we want to dive into those things. So mm-hmm. who wants to go first on talking about what you want to honor and like some good things that you thought or you taught that came from your background?
2: Go ahead. sir. Oh, apparently it's me. (laughs) Um, so I was raised Southern Baptist. Um, and one of the things that always has stood out the most and most of my memories, like every time we've told a story, like I've gone back and it's really been a similar situation. They have always done the hospitality aspect insanely well which is funny because i have a hospitality background that's what i went to college for funny enough Um, i didn't know that yeah so maybe that's the baptist coming out of me (laughs) it led to a four-year degree um but no like one of the things that our church and our like community did really well was when there was a funeral when there was um you know even if they weren't actually in our church But it's like a family member of someone. Well, and not even then, like, because our church was the biggest in town, like some of these, like, I I, saying high profile sounds weird, but a high profile person that would have a bigger crowd that couldn't fit in their home church, they would open the church and they would still feed them a meal. And, you know, like that was one of the things that they always did really well. I felt that, um, they kept the community aspect alive. They really cared about like. I feel like they cared about the individual and like allowed them to come in and feel at home in a time that they were grieving. And so I think that's one of the things that they did exceptionally well, that just really kind of stood yeah. out. Um, cause yes, we always did. I mean, we're Southern Baptist. Of course we did potlucks and oh, yeah. dinners and like fluff. the fish fry. Like- <laughs> See, you talk about orange fluff. We didn't have orange fluff, oh, but man. We're like, we did like the fish fry, the annual fish fry. We did all the things, right? That's so the difference of okay,
0: Leslie. Southern Leslie leslie's Southern Baptist in the South too, yes. right? Like actually in the South, in Texas. I was raised in Michigan, so even Southern Baptist, like we have Southern Baptists up there, which don't make sense to me, but like
2: we do. They're, they're not like Southern.
0: Southern. <laughs> they're not Southern. Like you're a Michigander, okay? <laughs>
2: Oh, that's so funny! But no, like I—it's so funny. Almost all of my church memories, for the most part, have some sort of food aspect to it, yeah. which is hilarious. It's a Baptist thing. Yeah, I think so. And an it, Amish thing. True. Is it? Yeah, yeah for real. Is that, that why we sense. always get together and have snacks? <laughs> it
1: is. <laughs> listen, snacks are life. Like right? we all brought bags of snacks. To- <laughs> I brought a <laughs> whole deal. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, listen, it takes a lot of brain power to like say things and have a conversation so <laughs> <To> say things <laughs> just say the things
2: <laughs> but yeah like i think that's one of the things that i actually got from them is that um genuine care mm-hmm. for people and partnering with them in their grief and now i've learned how to do that in a very different way now because mm-hmm. i do have that emotional piece where i do mm-hmm. like help connect and help people process emotion so i do connect to that in a very different way but i still wonder how that could have changed if I didn't have that like foundation. Right.
0: That's cool. That's interesting.
2: I think actually in my church that happened a lot too. I don't think I remember
0: as much because like as a kid, you're not like, Oh, it's a funeral. Let's go. Let's help out. Like, you know, like what's happening. Maybe you aren't even brought around it. Um, for me specifically, um, I'll say for me, one of the big things is the outreach was, there was a lot of outreach in the church i grew up in there was literally we had i don't know as a kid i thought it was 10 buses it might have been three i don't know they're like there was at least you know as a kid like everything's way bigger but like it felt like we went got our church went and got hundreds and hundreds of kids from areas that were really really rough areas there's high crime areas not a lot of fathers around a lot of single moms like just places like that where um, a lot of the kids weren't even like getting fed and stuff on the weekend. So they would come to church. They would know that they would get at least some animal crackers or some lemonade to get them through the weekend. <laughs> and, but like they would go in and bring those kids. So they had a safe place to go. And so mm-hmm. some of those kids, like that was their favorite thing that they got to do because they knew they were safe. They knew they were protected. They knew they got attention. They got loved out and held and things like that. So they did that really, really well, where they brought people in, in that way into the environment and into the world and it wasn't just kids adults and stuff could come too. but a good majority of it was you'd have buses and buses of kids coming in to do that um and another thing is the way they did an outreach in the form of like giving things right like every Thanksgiving, because we had so many people coming from poverty areas really mm-hmm. um if if you're if the adults came right if their parents came they got like a turkey like stuffing like the dressing as the southerners
1: call it <laughs> like all these <laughs> I grew up north and we called it dressing so I don't know <laughs> I promise,
0: <though. laughs> that's fair it you were
1: you were <laughs> <hidden Whatever>. away
0: <laughs> um but they got like full meals right um whenever it would start winter would start to hit like There would be a massive coat drive and like these kids would show up to church and they would get a coat for the winter, they would do school bags and stuff to make sure that the kids had stuff for school because there was so much high poverty. I remember kids coming and their pants were, you know, their pants were capris, but it's because they were too small. And so they did a really, really great job of making sure that the people that um, didn't have much felt really, really loved and cared for and got that attention. In fact, um, I was talking to my mom a few months ago and she actually, she's a personal trainer and she actually had a new client come in and ended up finding out and realizing that it's actually one of the girls she taught in the Sunday school classes that like rode the bus who ended up after like, she's quit coming to the church at some point because she went into foster care ended up getting adopted into a really great family, but it was cool for her to, 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 for my mom to hear the, the no, woman talk about how she remembered being brought to church and the things that happened. So those aspects I think were really cool. And like those are things that I'm like are highlighted that are like really honorable things mm-hmm. that um like instilled in me too. Like where I, I see someone who has a need where I'm really like, okay, how do we fix it? Like, like let's let's get this fixed, let's get it taken care of. Um so I think I instilled some really great things in me.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And there's kind of like a common theme going on here because the Amish, one of the things, there's two things that I like learned that I really honor and uh, value. And one of them is the way they do community. Now they don't do outreach. Like they won't go out into the world or, you know, like they will within the community, they will take care of each other so well like if you're in the community, if you need like a barn built or your house painted or, you know, you have just had a baby or someone just died in your family there's like meal like meal trains and Just Mm -hmm. like there's there's all like everybody comes around the person who needs help and helps in whatever way they can. And it's like to the point that the person doesn't have to do anything because their whole life is run by being run by other people and they just tell them what they need to do. And it's just really cool. Like I remember even as a child seeing those things happen and as a child, it made a big impression on me like, wow, I'm in one of the safest places in this world. That's what was the thoughts that was going through my head. Like if I will ever, if I ever need something, I know that everybody's going to help me. And it just, it felt so safe Mm -hmm. and so like, um, taken care of and protected and, um, and it was really fun as a child to be a part of those things, because like if the adults come together, right, and do these things. But then the kids just get together and have a big old party, right? Like they'll help. They'll obviously help because their parents are like, hey, we're here to work, not play. But then the kids after the work, you know, after the kids do their part of it, they'll go play and the adults keep on working. And so it was just really cool because I got to see my friends and, you know, got to see at an early age, what it looks like to really gather around somebody and really have their back, and not just talk about it, mm-hmm. but show up yeah. with food, show up and just do things. Like look for something to do. I think that's where I was, where I've gotten the like. If you don't tell me what to do, I'll find something to do. Like <laughs> you don't have to point. Just point me in a direction, or just open the door I've and I will start
0: doing my dishes before guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will just start doing things. If I see a need, I'll start doing it without even thinking. And it's from Uh I think it's from that, you know, as a baby from a baby until I was 21 years old, being in that environment where you just you figure things out and you're like, how would I do it if this was my house? How would I do it if this was mine? And so that's a big thing we were taught is like you treat other people's things the way you would treat your own. And um, that was one that was one big thing. And then the other thing was the skills I was taught. So if an apocalypse ever happens. Um, Leslie and Berlin will yeah. be taken care of zombie
0: apocalypse. <laughs> I'm like, I know come People in here, can grow me some food, come into her house. Who can probably butcher a chicken if I need
1: it. Like, yeah, I know where to go. Yeah. Like we, you know, we, we raised our own, um, meat, like beef and chicken and, and pigs. And, um, you know, I, I grew up on a farm, so I learned how to help, you know, mama pigs give birth and like all, like, like cows and horses and so you need to have a baby bethany's here like it's fine <laughs> oh, not gosh. exactly I, I, I didn't take training for humans but <laughs> um but just like the ability to <laughs> just in case all i heard in my head was how different could it be um <laughs> but i'm I saying that sarcastically yeah, i need mean, <laughs>
2: that to be known
1: uh, all right you can't see leslie's face and she's she was being sarcastic um <laughs> but even just like how to make food and how to make something out of nothing and like you know build a fire and (laughs) build something like just those practical skills that I don't think a lot of people are taught because you don't need it like in that culture though it's needed I mean you need to know how to build a fire how to like take care of a house I mean a lot of girls at a young age know how to run a house and I'm talking like 10 11 12 years old like they're taught super young. In
0: our world, 10, 11 year olds don't know how to start the washing machine. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. And in that culture, 10 and 11 year olds are using a ringer washer. Like, you know, the ones that like, you feed the clothes through the ringer and sometimes you get your fingers stuck in it. So you learn how to hit that button real fast on the top that like, that like pops the tension. Mm -hmm. Like, anyway, that happened quite a few times. Um, (laughs) I remember my sister Abigail actually she was I we heard her yelling from downstairs and we come down and her arm is like through the ringer like she had she had like she didn't know how to stop it and that girl was crying because of that pressure like it just yeah I can imagine so that was a story, but, <laughs> um, those two things are really two things that I, um, love about the Amish and they do really, really well. And I mean, they even do it for people yeah. outside of the community, but it's generally like friends of a family mm-hmm. or like, you gotta have people yeah, you gotta, you've got to, you've got to be like <laughs> a driver for the community who takes people everywhere because they have drivers. Like they'll pay people to take them to town. They'll pay people to take them to sounds kind of bougie a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> like our driver, like <laughs> it kind of is kind of like the you know back in the day when they had uh like people you know carriages and all Mm -hmm. those to take them places um it's kind of the way it is in the Amish culture because well they can't have cars but they can pay somebody to sit in their car so anyway um I was like I love though you you were talking about helping each
0: other raising a barn and stuff that's still stayed implemented for your family because a lot of your family spend a night now right like your siblings Mm -hmm. And so like, I know Bethany sold stories to us where at Christmas time, like they have Christmas at different people's houses mm-hmm. and they go there and do projects on the house. And I've thought about, I'm like, how, like how cool, even as friends, I'm like, what if we even just was like, Hey, Leslie, what do you need done at your house? You know, in February, we're coming to your house. We're going to bust those things out. And then we're going to go to Bethany's house the next mm-hmm. month. And then my house the next month. And then just went to our friends. I'm like, what if friends or family or whoever is in your world, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, like Bethany, I don't have family local to us here in Texas. Mm-hmm. So like, what, if, what if that was something we implemented, mm-hmm. like took mm-hmm. those good pieces and implemented it? Like, imagine how powerful that be. Cause we spend yeah. so many weekends, like just that thing in and of itself, how many weekends do we spend trying to work on things where we, for me, like, I don't spend with my husband because we're trying to get projects done. But if we all got together and helped each other bust them out, like we wouldn't skip over things that we've been procrastinating, right. like we would just be more satisfied, probably a lot more peace. Like, I think if we take tools like that and like, can learn from those things, like mm-hmm. these things that we really find that we're really honorable yeah. and like, there's probably ways that we can implement them
1: Absolutely. in our lives today and
0: make them up-leveled and even yeah. better.
1: Right. Yeah. And even like that, you know, coming together like that, it builds community too. And it, it builds that friendship and that like, You're not just doing projects, but you're also getting to hang out with people that you like, Um, you know, there's some really funny things that happen and stories that are told. And, you know, there's just, there's like these memories that you get to make with people Mm -hmm. that, um, is also, you know, you can't put really put a value on that either, or a a price tag, I'm sorry on that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there's so many dynamics to that idea of like getting together and like okay let's let's knock out your projects what do you need done yeah and we're created for community and mm-hmm. so seeing that these are a lot of the
2: foundations right that mm-hmm. we all kind of kept and held on to we're created for that and so seeing how that foundation has like continued on like we know the importance of us getting together and even like they have to like throw us out of church. I love it. <laughs> they literally and do. So, they're so like, off yeah they're like out. okay get out like and we're standing talking and do no, so we'll go and stand in the parking lot, like in our coach shivering, like talking then we go to a restaurant. We after. like to hang out. we like to be around each other. And so, I mean, we're I, doing a podcast together. I mean, yeah. And now we couldn't talk enough in the parking lot. So now we have to record it for everybody to hear. Uh, but no, I love that. Um, a lot of these foundations have held true uh-huh. and some mm-hmm. things that have actually like led us together. So I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, like As far as like honoring, like where we came from, we wanted to like start on this note because like Berlin said, honor is the currency of the kingdom, but also when it comes to deconstructing, you don't like, don't just assume you have to abandon it all. Right. Like, and I think we've said this several times, but I think it's so important that it's just like, we're going to reiterate it. Like there is a good foundation Mm-hmm. You have to look for it, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's not as obvious because I I do know that there are a lot of people who have grown up yeah. in very like there's some really crazy awful, cults and different things awful like awful cults out there, I, yeah. right? And so I'm not we're not saying like hey you got to go find the good yeah and yeah. all the awful stuff yeah right we're just saying like we knew we couldn't go forward without first honoring where we came from mm-hmm. um but also what are those important things because i think sometimes we need to be reminded yeah. right because especially when we get to talking about some of the beliefs and things we were taught and you know the bullcrap, as, we, yeah. as we move yeah. forward like yeah. the stuff that there is stuff that we're just like mm, no mm-hmm. not not anymore yeah <laughs> you know we're we're definitely throwing that out but i think so often like it's like, I spent 20 years of my life in that church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to abandon everything. Or I spent 21 years of my life. in It'll feel like a waste, right? Like yeah. there has to be something there. Like, was it mm-hmm. all a waste? No, mm-hmm. like we were introduced to God there. Right. So first and foremost, that's the biggest thing we got mm-hmm. Two, we right. learned how to do community really, really freaking well. Mm-hmm. And so how do we pull these forward in our rebuilding mm-hmm. in the things that we're like, creating now. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like to add to that is something I heard the other day and you were, you were at the same event I was at Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, it says, you know, like God works all things out for our good and he's not, he doesn't allow things to happen. He's not like the instigator of bad Mm -hmm. things that happen in our lives. But as soon as something happens, that was bad or not good, there's purpose attached to it. There's, like he, there's, like there's he, he attaches a purpose to it. Yeah. He attaches yeah. a purpose to it. So even going the things we've gone through that aren't good mm-hmm. there, when those things happen, he instantly attached purpose to it because that's who he is. Cause he's like, he's instantly looking to work that out for your good. And so that it's nothing is ever a waste in your life. And when you realize that you really can't lose, I mean, yeah, you can like go through some really crappy things, but you really didn't waste your time. Mm-hmm. Because there's purpose attached to that. There's instantly something put, God puts something on that, that will bring value out of that thing that you went through that will probably bless you more than you even thought it could. Right. Because in the moment we're like, how is this ever going to work out? Exactly. That was a waste. But often if you let it, it'll turn. I mean, even in my experience, like I've been gone now like nine years and I'm beginning to see like, oh my goodness, I'm actually thankful that that I like that those things happened because of the purpose that was attached to it because I probably wouldn't have that purpose if I didn't go through it because there was if it was all just good then there wouldn't have been a need to add anything extra to my life my life has purpose outside of the bad things that happen I'm not saying that you need to go through something bad in order for that purpose no there's purpose in the good (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. exactly like you have a purpose regardless of what happens to you Mm -hmm. but they're just added to you if you know if you go through something, like but the that. bad doesn't take purpose away. No, not at all. So,
2: and that's actually one of the biggest, that's been one of the biggest things that has got me through the last four ish, four or five ish years mm-hmm. um, of deconstructing is like Romans 828 has literally been like the thing that has like kept me going and got me through because there are things with relatives that have come up. There have been things from churches and friendships and all sorts mm-hmm. of different things. And I'm like, God, what gives? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I actually ask him his perspective, things drastically shift.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that actually happened this weekend at the event I was at, I was like, we were all at different events and yeah. just spread out. But, um, yeah. I was sitting down and is one of <sighs> trying not to use names, <laughs> but like, um, something that happened, I was like, God, I don't get it. Like, what the heck? Like, I was not happy. I was, I, I, I could feel the anger, like ripple off. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? And my friend sitting next to me goes, Hey, God's breaking stuff off of you right now. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? You know? And I'm like, listen, I know there's something good about this. I don't see it. I'm mm-hmm. like, you haven't told us this yet. Now it. I want to hear yeah, story I story when we're not like, recording. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. God, this does not make sense. I'm like, you know, everything that I know. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, more but what gives, Mm -hmm. like what gives. And after God told me literally, he was like, Hey, you know what? I think this person's actually pretty great. And I'm like, yeah, I know you do. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't see it. And he's like, he's not (laughs) like, they're not your person. Yeah. He was like, it's okay. You don't have to see it all. Mm -hmm. Like, and so sometimes it's like those things that are working out it brought up something in me that actually needs healed. Right. Yeah. So this thing that like rose anger up, it's actually not the situation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the event. It wasn't the person. It wasn't the thing. It was something from my past and my emotions went, Hey, this Mm -hmm. looks similar. Mm -hmm. And so in that place, like being able to stop that anger, honor the person, honor what was happening has actually like brought more healing to myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I can honor, that a lot. Yeah. So yeah. honor is not just about holding on to pieces. It's also about letting some things go as well. Yeah. That's good. Right? I can see that like as you're
0: saying that I'm having faces of people like <laughs> adults that like got after me as a teenager in church and youth group and stuff for things that I was like, I was allowed to do what they thought was wrong. And um, like when you acknowledge those things you're able to look back and go like, first of all, they are probably wounded in some way, had some form of trauma. And that's it with why they're coming after you. Or they had a overpowering power control, power trip person who had been in their whole life, oftentimes a pastor or spiritual leader or something that had made them believe that and put that guilt and shame on them. So then they're transferring over. So when you're able to look at those things too, you can do that release and you can let mm-hmm. those people go and you can make it something where it's like, yeah, I'm going to hold on to these other things, but I can also look back at that person and be like, all right, now I'm healed and free because I realized what was happening in their life. Right. And not in a form of criticism, but like crap, like that super, like that really sucks like for them mm-hmm. and not in a sex to be you, but like, yeah, <laughs> like, right. like that really sucks for them mm-hmm. because they were in that place. Um, and it's able to set you more free as you're mm-hmm. moving forward. So like, literally, as you're saying that, I'm like checking like in my mind and I have these yeah. you know, things because we're obviously sitting here tonight, like thinking about what do we honor? So it's, we're replaying all of these mm-hmm. moments of our yeah. past in there. And so good and bad are coming up at the same time. And yeah. so it's bringing that realization to me.
1: Yeah. And you know, the definition of honor, at least the one that I like so much is seeing the value of something and recognizing it calling it out. You know, in growing up, respect and honor was smushed together for me. Oh, like you yeah, respect. Same. And, honor. and so they're not like, the same. They're not the same thing. No. They're they're so very different. And and res- honor is given and respect is earned. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't taught that. I was taught that you just give both of them. You're supposed to. That's your duty. And that's why it always felt so wrong, why I hated respect so much. Mm-hmm. But, well, but first of all, you're never I was never given the definition of the words. And so mm-hmm. I didn't really know what they meant, you know. But um to be able to realize what the definition is of each word and to know that they both have a role to play has helped me free me up to look for the good in every single thing. Like, what can I honor about this? What can I honor about this? Right. Like this person or, or growing up Amish or the situation. And it actually puts, put me in the position of, uh, mm-hmm. like, instead of reacting, I can like pro, uh, be proactive or, uh Powerful. It puts the power back into your hands mm-hmm. as a human, which is where it's always been. But, you know, just teaching and stuff like that took it out or tried to take it out of your hands. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's, it's helpful to know what those mm-hmm. words mean. And the more whole and healthy we become, the more we can see that. Like you yeah. said Berlin, of like, oh wow, you can have compassion for the other person because now you know where you came from. Like, I know what that's like because I went through that. Or yeah, or you you because you're not triggered anymore and you're like, oh my gosh, this is awful. You can now actually see the wounds in that person without yeah. your filter coming yeah. up to like and it could give you compassion
0: them. on those people too. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like, that's what I like. When I'm saying, like, thing that sucks that <laughs> you're right. there, like it gives you compassion where it's like whole like I think back being a teenager and like in youth group and the adults that were saying certain things to me that were like a lot of criticisms where I mm-hmm. love just like hard things happen through. I'm like, I had people in their sixties that were still dealing with. I can look back and see the traumas that they've and the wounds that they've been carrying all mm-hmm. of those years
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just have the compassion on yeah. them too.
1: Yeah, for so, sure.
0: I have a question for you guys though. Yeah. So in the midst of we're talking about honoring things in our faith yeah. Are there things that were different? Cause as I was processing this, it was true for me. Are there things that were different from like different in your household and what like your parents taught you versus what was in the church? Cause like, I was thinking about certain things and there were things I was like, oh, there was this thing I could honor. But then I had this realization. I was like, actually, my mom taught me that. And I'm realizing like from conversations that have happened from some spicy posts that have happened on the internet, like I'm realizing, (laughs) I'm realizing there's a lot of people from my past that do not believe certain really great things that my mom actually taught me or my dad taught me or whatever. Like, do you guys have things like that, that like are highlighted to you that you're like, Oh, this is good.
1: Yes. Because our family was like the black sheep family. Like my dad was excommunicated he was a bishop, which is the highest form of power. He was excommunicated and which means like basically you're not welcome in the community. You have no power stripped of all his power and authority or authority. I should say he still had power. Everybody's powerful. Right. But um he, and so we were kind of like, kind of like the outcasts, but it was always like, oh, the you you guys are like poor you because your dad is so awful. And, you know, he's living in sin so we're just going to be extra kind to you I guess or just um pity pity yes thank you that's what I was looking for and so our at home was different from going to church like we had friends who weren't Amish we you know we did it like my brothers um you know drove cars here and there not really on the road but just like they owned cars <laughs> like they owned cars because they had businesses. So they had to have like trucks and things. And so they would buy the truck and have somebody drive it. Right. So, so I know it's crazy. And like, I had friends who I hung out with all the time who weren't Amish. Like I'd go over to their house and we'd watch movies and like go play in the park. And I was the Amish girl. I was the only Amish girl there. Right. But felt very, it was very um, sometimes kind of like, like self-conscious about it. But, um, then we'd also, you know, go do things that Probably weren't supposed to because, according to the church, like we'd go bowling and play laser tag and things like that. And you know, if you're in the Amish, at least the the community I was in, which is New Order, that was 100% a no no. Like that's you know, considered worldly, we're separate from the world, we don't do any, we don't have we don't do lasers here, guys. (laughs) We don't go play (laughs) laser tags, yeah, exactly. And like my brother Nate Nathan, um, traveled a lot, and so he'd go to places that you know, most people probably will never see, and so, um, just We did a lot of things that weren't Amish because of, and I think like my dad kind of started that because when he lost his power or his authority or whatever, it just kind of our family, um, we still had friends in the church, like we still had, but our friends were also considered kind of rebels. So, you know, it was kind of like we hung out with those people because we felt the most at home with them, and we just had exposure. I feel like Leslie to more and things. I resonate with being in the rebel crowd. Like <laughs> yeah. we were in the church, people went to church, yeah. but and and because my dad wasn't home, like he left, he, you know, us kids had to help take care of mom, and like our, our whole family got jobs and like pulled together, and so we had a lot of experiences that just weren't normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, very much like our life at home was very different from church and mm-hmm. church people, the church didn't know of a lot of the things that we did it's kind of funny the things that you're
0: saying are rebel things yeah reminds me that our church did youth group really well with youth group activities with lots oh of yes all night laser tag and bowling and lock capture the, the flag best.
1: like there was so much drama oh at lock-in so oh we, we, we did a lot of youth things but it was like going to other people's houses and doing their projects oh no and no like no cleaning mm-hmm. up the
2: church camp mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> cleaning up the alls baptist church camp. <laughs> um and we did like we played a ton of sports so as youth like our youth groups we had like softball on memorial day we'd have like softball and volleyball all day um so we played a ton of sports cuz we could do that we just couldn't do any other like you know yeah, yeah anyway sorry i, I like no it's good in. i just yeah. i was like
0: oh yeah we did youth group really really well like mm-hmm. i had a great youth group for many many years yeah um that was close and like the activities and stuff were fun and it would make other teenagers stuff want to come. So like again that was like the outreach piece. So right one, in there.
2: I, I love that you just mentioned like youth group. Mm-hmm. So whenever I first got into youth group my youth pastor absolutely amazing mm-hmm. absolutely amazing like I I think the whole time I was in youth I had four youth pastors
0: because they test out on the teenagers but like, well <laughs> and they like
2: would show up for two years and like move yeah um but he actually was a huge part in like this whole transition and deconstruction right Ooh. so it's so crazy like i was stepping into this thing that's more charismatic and being baptist like we don't have that we have father son and holy bible like when, there's no spirit there's no, no tongues mm-hmm. there's none of that crazy stuff. Right. And so I go to this church that he's the pastor of. And I'm like, freaking out. Of course, like I'm walking in like deer in the headlights, like Mm -hmm. what is happening. But um, as soon as I realized he was the pastor, it was almost like a security blanket. And I went, if he has like made this jump, like if he's made this change, and like, I know who he is, yeah. I can like, I have a little bit of peace. And so God has like sent me security blankets through this whole process, which has actually been really cool. But, um, you were talking about the learning different things at home versus at church. Mm -hmm. And I don't think mine was very different because my dad for the longest time, sorry, dad, I'm throwing you under the bus. You're not listening to this. I don't know why I'm acting like you are. Um, (laughs) We, we all know he's not that newfangled technology. Can't do that. Um, I'm surprised he is not Amish. Like you know. hey, I can introduce him to some people. Oh who would like gosh. To- no, he'd have to give up his TV. You know, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be bad. Um, for real though. but, uh, like he, for the longest time just thought I'm not going to church. Cause all they want is my money. So it's, I laugh now. Cause I'm like, shocking i had a lot of money issues through this oh. whole deconstruction thing too Ooh. right like so it wasn't all me it was like definitely things that i'd like watched but mm-hmm. um we only started going to church when i was like 5 6 something okay. like that they'd finally like convinced convinced dad to come to church and so it was from about the time i was like 5 6 yeah it's seven I don't know I don't mm-hmm. remember how old I was exactly that we finally started going so I think it was kind of like we were learning together because I remember watching my parents get baptized together mom had grown up in church she grew up Methodist and so mm-hmm. like there's nothing too crazy there like I always <laughs> just keep saying like with all of my experience the Methodists were just like middle of the road right the Baptists are like don't drink, don't dance, and the Catholics are like, "We're gonna go have fun, and we'll just like confess it to the preacher later. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll be fine." And like the Methodists are just like middle of the road, no drama, right? Like that's always the way, way I kind of looked at. It. I know that's probably not the best. Sorry, I'm like I'm not trying to dishonor the Methodists or the Catholics or Baptists in that, but really, you just you just <laughs> saying accurate. the reality of it. Like, it's accurate. Yeah. Um, but like, I remember watching them get baptized and watching like. So it was kind of like, we were on the very, a very similar journey. I was just several years behind. Right. And so it's been really, it's been really interesting sharing all my new thoughts and ideas and (laughs) seeing my dad go like, just very confused. Like what, where does it say that? And that's usually the question I get, where does it say that? And I'm like, it's in there somewhere because sometimes I'm like I don't know the scripture yeah <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I, memorize all those pieces again I'm not a theologian I don't know mm-hmm. but um no we very much walked the journey together um and so I think that's really interesting that you asked that because I was like I don't think I did and I'm like why on earth didn't I like why on earth mm-hmm. were things not different it was because we were literally walking the journey at mm-hmm. the same time that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for me, it was like one big realization I had recently, again, off from the same spicy post that went up, right? That I shared. Um, <clears throat> this conversation started about um things like hearing from God, right? Like I remember growing up, my mom would be like, well, did you pray about it? And like, just see what feels like what is right, right? And I always had this fear of like, because I was taught like you're evil and untrustworthy and all those things, right? Like your heart is deceptive beyond all measure. Right. And so I always had this thought process of like, I can pray about it, but I'll just follow what feels best. And so I had this realization where I'm like, my mom actually taught me how to hear from God. Now I didn't fully trust myself that I was hearing well. Um, but like I realized after putting that post up and seeing multiple people hop in that came from the same church I was in, the same um like group of churches that They didn't believe that. And I didn't realize until that moment that they didn't believe they could hear from God in any way outside of like, I can only read the Bible and it's the only way we can hear God. Yeah. yeah, It's almost like, almost like if I say a prayer, he's not actually going to answer it and tell me what to do. If I'm like, I need advice on what to do with this. They didn't expect it to come from inside of them of this is what feels right. This is what feels like peaceful to me. Mm -hmm. It had to come from them sitting with a book in their lap and reading that there. And so that was a big piece that I wrote actually was instilled in me from my home life and not at church. And there's other things too, but that was one massive thing that I had that realization where I was like, Whoa, like that is actually where I learned the base of it. Now over the past few years, I've really gotten like, I trust God. I know when I hear from God, like if God's like from the shower and God's like, start a podcast with your friends, give it this weird name. I actually didn't think that was god that was funny <laughs> you text <laughs> us and
2: go i had the funniest thought yeah. yeah and then about 30 minutes later we're like is it funny though yeah <laughs> i don't is know that, that it's cool actually thing? funny i think it's a thing
0: <laughs> for real yeah but that was big that was like that like i said there's many other things i do know mm-hmm. that because we kind of were like the outcasts too like mm-hmm. in fact uh like the music pastor at the church always made jokes that my mom was going to start the praise and worship team because they didn't even call it a praise and worship team because like we had that was considered crazy wild charismatic using those words because like we like were the, the drum ones. set
2: oh. oh no no we
0: didn't have guitars it was organ oh. and piano that's oh, it really
2: organ and piano. oh i remember the day we got a drum set oh the silver haired section they're sitting there the they're so section. mad yeah their arms folded no rounds uh-uh. oh they uh, were not else. happy about oh no we had the hymns too we just played the drums to the hymns <laughs> oh my gosh
1: <laughs> oh that's interesting i've never heard that
2: you don't want to I, so apparently we're going to church one sunday morning we're gonna
1: go to baptist oh, church gosh they're,
2: they're gonna be like who did you bring in here leslie <laughs>
1: well, you can just tell them this is my amish friends
2: this is my amish and my baptist friends yeah they're fine
1: yeah so, but I, i'm really glad that we we have all have things like to bring it back around to the honor piece like i'm really mm-hmm. glad that we all have things that we can take away from like the religion that we grew up in because For all the stuff that didn't go well, there's some really good things that went Mm -hmm. well, you know, and to be able to just take that and be like, these are really good things that I learned from this and not have to say anything else, you know, like, just leave it at that shows how far we've come even, you know, like how much healing has happened for us, you know maturity and just realizing that those things really just don't matter I because know. there would have been a time that I would have been like nothing yeah I know I'm so, oh bad. yeah when I just when I first when I left I, I would have been like I, nothing nothing good because yeah. it was so fresh for me yeah you know? when you're in that place
0: of the traumas and the hurts and the pain
1: mm-hmm.
0: and feeling like a mess it, happening inside right. like that's how it feels and like I feel like that's just part of process too it is like something you have to go through anger and frustration and mm-hmm. like we have a mentor and a friend that always says, like, the truth will either set you free or will piss you off. Like, <laughs> right. like, as you find more freedom and truth in things, um, like, that's that will be your experience in it. Right. right. And so,
2: yeah. yeah. Is that all we have? Do we have I more? think so.
0: No, I or think this, I think this is, gonna is it. this one up. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So, that is kind of like our background on honoring like some really, really good things that happened from our past uh, that were from religion. And, um, moving forward and taking those things so make sure that you guys like subscribe follow wherever whatever you're listening on always follow us on social media platforms we're everywhere all things as the butter churn girls and uh we'll see you in the next episode bye guys Bye.
2: bye see ya